You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that am. Well, welcome to Victory Monday. Uh, Packers didn't play, but still, it's Victory Monday. I had mentioned yesterday that um, it was very, very, very unlikely that would that we would see the Bears beat Arizona. It was very unlikely that we would see Atlanta beat Tampa. It was very unlikely that we would see Detroit beat Minnesota. It was very unlikely, I think, that Seattle would beat San Francisco. However, it was likely that we would see at least one of those things. And so far, it is, uh, well, let's see. I'm actually watching the Seattle. Let me pull that up. The Seattle game is on right now. There's two minutes left. San Francisco's in the red zone. It's 23-30. to Either way, I was basically correct on this. The Bears did get stomped out by Arizona. Atlanta got stomped out by Tampa. But we did get one freakish flukish game. If you told me I had to pick one, I mean, Seattle probably would have been the number one. Um, Chicago probably number two. Then maybe Atlanta and probably dead last would have been Detroit over Minnesota, which seems silly, but I just did not. I mean, what did I say that their number one score had been? Since week one, in other words, after week one, the Lions have not scored 20 points all year. Not one time have they scored 20 points. They just laid up 29, including a, what, what do they have left? A minute and 20, some up, minute and 40 seconds? Drove all the way down the field for a game-winning touchdown? Good Lord. I'm going to pull up this 49ers game real quick, see if I can catch the end of it. Um, oh, I guess I can't, because I get Ravens-Steelers. Great. Great. That's, that's a game nobody cares about. But we did. We got the one upset. Um, is it the biggest upset in terms of the most important one? Not really. It might be the most satisfying, the fact that Detroit is so bad, they got their first win over the Minnesota Vikings, so that basically just crushed Minnesota. I mean, they were basically done to begin with. Um, I don't want to say they were, you know, out of the playoffs, because we we saw that they were um, very likely a, you know, low-seeded team getting into the playoffs. They're kind of fighting for that lowest seed, so to say that they're out is silly. They're, they're, they're not, but out insofar as... Um, just kind of coming to the conclusion that it's probably not going to happen as opposed to before having a feeling like they were going to be in it, sort of crossing that threshold. I think Minnesota is there now. Minnesota did beat Green Bay. Aside from that game, this is a really bad football team. I don't, I mean, Minnesota, Detroit, they, they, the Bears don't, but Minnesota and Detroit, they play the Packers tough. They just do. I don't know why the Packers struggle with them so much, but they do. It's not like a Matt LaFleur thing because it goes beyond Matt LaFleur, especially the Lions. They've been playing us tough for a while now. But Minnesota just got smoked. 
and I'm going to use the term smoked, even though it was kind of a close game. They got smoked by Detroit. And I'm going to say smoked because, again, they just passed their highest score since week one by 10 points. It's not like they had 17 in a last-second field goal in desperation time, just got them over the 19-point mark into 20. No, 10 points. And so Minnesota's defense has become extremely problematic, more so than anything else. I mean, the, the fact that the offense, and I talked about how Detroit's defense seems to be doing a good job, but um, the defense gave up 31 points to the Packers. And remember, the Packers have had a hard time getting to 30 points for a while now. We got to 30 points against the Vikings. We lost, but we got there. San Francisco, 34 points. Um, and let's see, that is their second highest score of the season. In fact, Green Bay's second highest score of the season, Minnesota Vikings. 49ers, second highest score of the season, Minnesota Vikings. The Lions, second highest score of the season, Minnesota Vikings. The last three weeks in a row has been all three teams' second highest scoring games of the entire season. For a team that prides itself on defense. And I, I, I used to say this about the Bears, too, when they got real gung-ho on building the offense and building the offense and building the offense. It's like, you guys, I don't know what it is, but you have an identity and your identity is defense. I'm not talking about this year or anything. I'm talking about your team identity that goes that spans your entire franchise history is defense. It just is. Same with the Vikings. It's just defense. That's just what you are. And trying to abandon that to become this high-flying offensive team is not going to work. And the Vikings are in the same boat. You know, they got a quarterback, and then they got a running back, and then they got these flashy wide receivers, and they're good. Quarterback's good. Wide receivers are great. Running back is solid. But when the defense is not playing well, the team sucks. When the defense is playing well, even if the offense isn't great, they're a contender. The defense is falling apart. And it, it was... You ever, like, get into a fight with somebody... And because it starts getting heated, you start kind of getting, you start getting a little heated yourself. And then at some point they kind of get defeated and their, their shoulders slouch and they're like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm wrong. And they kind of just feel bad. And then you feel bad about how you, that's how I feel with Vikings fans right now. Like I wanted to just shove their face in at 24 seven and say, no, your team sucks. You need to tear it down. You need to rebuild, you know, ha ha laughing in their face. And all of a sudden Every single Vikings fan after this just kind of realized, you know what? You're right. We suck. We're trash. We should tear it down. What? A like, they're not putting up a fight anymore, and now I feel bad. Like, I punched you in the mouth because I thought we were in a fight, and I didn't realize you, like, you weren't fighting me. And you're just like, I deserve that. And it's like, no, you d I'm sorry. I, you definitely didn't deserve that. I am really sorry for that. <laughs> that is, I misread this situation. I preemptively punched you in the face, and... Uh, that's that's my bad. That is my bad. I'm sorry about that. I feel like that's where we're at with Vikings fans because they're just they're they're broken. They're broken, and it's weird because that's what I've been wanting for a long time. And now that I have it, it's like uh, you'll you'll be all right, man. You guys will you'll you'll get them. You'll get it. You got this. You're gonna you're gonna be good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a not a pep talky guy. But the point is, they're right. Actually, the better point is, I was right. As usual, I was right. And because I take so much crap, I'm going to brag about it. Because if I'm going to put my neck out there and say what nobody else is saying and get laughed at and mocked and, and ridiculed with nobody backing me up because, oh, no, no, the Vikings are, I don't know what you're talking about. When I'm proven right again and again and again and again and again, I'm just going to brag about it. Because you know what the reality is? This isn't that hard. This football stuff is not that hard. 
It's just not. It's It was not hard to see what the Vikings were doing every single time they make a move and just look at it and go, that ain't going to work. That's a, that's a bad idea. And yeah, you you win. Uh, you know, because again, I don't I don't know if it's going to be 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. I don't know when the wheels are going to fall. Same with Seahawks. I don't I don't yeah I don't know. Oh, I thought you said they were going to slide. What happened? Uh, 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 yeah, it's like they held it together somehow. It's crazy. Still getting worse though, aren't they? They just keep getting worse. Chiefs. Nobody was saying the Chiefs were going to be bad. I said the Chiefs were going to be starting to fall off. They did. Everybody was shocked. Nobody listening to this podcast should have been. This football stuff is not that hard, dude. And what the Vikings are doing was stupid. And until they do what their fans are now saying, and kudos to the same with the Bears, right? Here's how this works. First, I say it, and then the fans of that team get mad at me, call me I'm an idiot, call me an idiot, whatever, right? Bears, hey, you guys are not doing a smart thing. This team is uh, gonna fall apart, and probably should tear it down. Oh, you're stupid. You're pack fat. Then things go really sideways. The fans then realize it. Of course, they don't, you know, say anything to me about it, which is fine. They don't like me. It's it, I'll get over it. But then they start saying, you know what? It's time to tear this thing down and rebuild it. Bears fans are now finally acknowledging that. As early as early this season, when I said, don't be stupid, tear it down. Don't bring back Allen Robinson. Bad idea. Let him go. Save your money. Tear down. Rebuild. No, 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 no. Got it. No, 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 no. We still got Khalil Mack. We got Keem Hicks. Gonna be so good. Okay, where are we at now? What are Bears fans saying? Tear it down. And and Bears fans aren't quite where they need to be because again they get hung up on like blaming one guy and right now it's Nagy. There's probably a couple Bears fans that recognize it's time to tear it down and do this the right way, but they're not quite there yet. Vikings fans seem to be there. Even Florio was. He's basically saying it's time to blow this thing up. No, it's been time. Prior to this year, it was time. When um. When your entire strategy revolves around re-signing your 33-year-old stars who've been getting worse every year for the last three or four years, it's a bad strategy. When Kendricks and Barr and Harrison Smith are still the core pieces of your team and they're in their 30s, like comfortably in their 30s, and they've been declining for quite a while now, and you're doing a terrible job of adding talent, and after 10 years you still haven't figured out how to how to assemble an offensive line, and you technically don't even have a quarterback you like. You guys have never really liked Kirk Cousins, but you just kind of roll with it. And you lost Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen's getting older. And your running back, who's kind of a star, has never really been as good as he should have been. Plus, he's massively injured, and he's already 26, so he's kind of, when you factor in the injuries, he's over the hill, and it's kind of time to move on from him already because you ran that guy into the ground. And then when you see a team like that really start to rely on bringing in free agent talent, like rebuilding the entire defensive line with old, over-the-hill free agents because we can't seem to hit on anybody in the draft or even take swings at it because we're too busy doing other stuff like trying to go out and get corners because we just have no idea how to draft corners. We've been spending all our time getting corners and offensive linemen, and they're all just bad at football or in prison. And we draft linebackers, but then we cut them because we don't want to pay them because we want to keep paying these old guys. And then we bring in all this safety talent, but then we let them all go because we just have too many and we can't afford to pay them all because we're paying all these old guys. This is not a well-run football team. That's not to say it's not well-coached. That's not to say it's it's not a talented roster. It's so unbelievably, horribly managed. Anybody on planet Earth with two eyes and half a brain can look at the situation and the way it's being run and say, that ain't going to work. 
but yet it's the Green Bay Packers organization that continues to get just obliterated by the media because the media are a bunch of idiots and they don't know anything. They're a bunch of know-nothing morons who think that drafting and developing is an old model. That's not the way it's done anymore. You don't build for the future. No, you don't do that kind of stuff. You go out and get big-name talent, like the Vikings going out and getting uh, Yannick Ngakwe and Everson Griffin and Dalvin Tomlinson. And uh, who's the other big, fat guy, defensive lineman that they got? That guy. That's how you do it. You go get a bunch of free agents like the Bears do and the Seahawks do and the Saints do and the Rams do. That's how you win in the NFL. You don't draft and develop. That's stupid. You don't need guys like Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary and Elton Jenkins. That's dumb. Give away those picks. Why do you even have them? Friggin' boomer. What are you, drafting people, you loser? Wow, that's a cool Jair Alexander you got there, grandpa. Way to build a team, Ron Wolf, you dork. What'd you draft a running back there in the second round? You're so stupid. You don't need offensive linemen and running backs and edge rushers. You don't need safeties and corners. Oh my god, corners? Yuck. Jair and Stokes. And then you go out and get a guy like Razul Douglas. No, dude, don't worry about draft picks. Get flashy guys. Get the big name guys. Stephon Gilmore, son, that's what you gotta do at all costs. Give away that second round pick. What are you gonna do, draft another Elton Jenkins? What, are you still worried about offensive line, you loser? Go get Stephon Gilmore. Don't worry about the future. I'm sure it'll all work out. Just do what the Vikings do and never worry about the future and just keep worrying about this year. Because that's going to work. When, um, you know, 20 of the 32 teams are going all in, you're guaranteed to win when you go all in. That's how that works. You just win a Super Bowl. And then the other 19 teams that are going all in, when in reality, it's probably closer to 28 teams are going all in, you're guaranteed to win. Guaranteed. That's just math and science, dude. There is no guarantee. There are zero guarantees in the NFL. There is no get-rich-quick scheme. I think that really is what this is. You got a bunch of people who are watching those infomercials, which, by the way, I used to love those infomercials. Dude, there was nothing better on planet Earth for me on the weekend. I remember it used to be, I used to sometimes like sleep in my brother's room. He had the upstairs bedroom with the television in it. I had the room all to myself because they would go to their dad's house, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. Backstory. But I'd hang out in there, and I'd be up, and it would be like 2 o'clock in the morning, and you got those infomercials on, and it was just, I can't even describe to you the daydreaming that I would do, just envisioning having this, like, software where you trade stocks or whatever, and it basically does it by itself, and then you own $10 million house, and I got, like, a Ferrari. Dude, it's simple. What do you, you know, working man's a sucker. That's what this all-in crowd that wants Stephon Gilmore and all this other stuff they're all the get-rich-quick scheme, folks. Except maybe a pyramid scheme would even be a better analogy. Because in a pyramid scheme, you got a bunch of people going all in, but only one guy's getting rich, and that guy ain't you. <laughs> just sorry to tell you. Everybody's going all in. Except for the five teams that just are, are rebuilding, but even they're spending a bunch of money on, on free agents. So, listen, if you want to know what the Vikings need to do, it's very simple. You want to fire the, the GM and the coach? Fine, well, whatever. I don't care. You, you got to pick somebody that's going to lead you into the future. But from that point, what you do is you got to move on from the old dead weight. It's all about inefficiency in your salary cap. As guys get older, the talent goes down and the price goes up. 
And so if you had sort of a, a price-to-talent metric, you would see that teams like Minnesota are way too heavy in price over talent. And they're also structured in a way that every year they're built to get worse. Because these guys get more expensive because these contracts, like every other contract, are, are backloaded. And the talent is going to continue to go down. So your salary cap gets worse. Your team gets worse. You have to explode those, which, by the way, this is exactly why the Packers are always looking to replace guys. This is why NFL teams in general are supposed to be constantly looking to replace guys. As soon as you bring somebody onto this team, your job as a GM is to replace them. Doesn't mean you actually do it, but you have a plan in place. You have a rough estimate for around this time, we need to be looking. Why are you drafting a corner? You don't Because someday we're going to need them. Right? Why did we draft Rashawn Gary the same year that we just, like a month earlier, got Zadarius and Preston? That seems stupid. Well, aside from the fact that Rashawn Gary has been massively helpful, uh, not just in terms of his ability on the field when he's on the field, but there's also the, the question of you never know when injuries are going to strike and, and, and who you're going to need when and where. And guess what? We got obliterated off the edge and we needed him. On top of that, as of next year, again, Zadarius and Preston might both be gone. Our team is shot if we never got Rashawn Gary. Well, you didn't have to get him that year. You could have got him in, in 2021 or two. Got who? Got who? Rashawn Gary wasn't available in the 2021 draft. I don't know if you knew that. There is no magical formula to say, well, let's just let's just get one in 20. Get who? You, you, you have to build for the future. You just have to. And, and like I said before, build for the future and let yesterday take care of today. And if you build properly for the future, yesterday will take care of today. In other words, all the things you did in the past will take care of today. It's not true. What, what most people think is if you're always building for the future, you're doing nothing for today. That's not true. The moves we made in 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, they all accumulate today. How do I know? Well, it's quite simple. Look at the roster. Was Devontae drafted this year? What about Runyon? 2026th round pick. Billy Turner, Mercedes Lewis. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. These are different people that were brought in at different times, under different circumstances. A.J. Dillon, everybody hated that pick. Why? Because it didn't help us in 2020. Fine, get rid of the pick. Do away with it. Get rid of it. Should we get rid of it? Should we undo it now? No, you just wanted to complain then, but now you want to ignore it. No, 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 no. We're going to undo it because you didn't like it then. So now we don't get him anymore. Everybody wants to complain about Rashawn Gary. Fine. He's gone. You know how many games we win this year without Rashawn Gary? We lose a lot of these games. You want to know how I know? Because he didn't play and we lost. He's the number one pressure guy we have on this team. Without him, we don't provide a lot of pressure against other quarterbacks. All these guys came from different ways and different means. Savage and Amos, completely different means. We brought one in free agency. We brought one in uh, 2019 draft. But it all converges to right now. Well, the guys we picked this year aren't helping. I know. I understand. Don't worry about that. Just be happy that we root for a team that does things the right way. They're not a perfect team because no team is a perfect team. But we see all these fly-by-night teams, All even Tampa. One year, they're at the top, and then the next year, they're already floundering. And by 2022, the odds are not great that that's going to be a good football team because they're entirely built for the short term. They were never built to be a long-term dynasty or anything like that. They were built for short-term success, and they got it. And no, you shouldn't build that way because the odds of you actually, you know, hitting on that, unbelievably low. Build yourself for long-term success. Put yourself in the best possible position to win and do your best, and that's it. And usually you're not going to do it because there's 32 teams in the NFL. The odds that you're going to be on top because you assembled a good team are still low. 
But it's the only thing you can do. The only thing you can do is build a good team and do your best. We built a good team. They're doing their best. We'll see what happens. It's not a failure of the GM if you don't win a, 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 a Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. I mean, if Tampa doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, are they a failure? Because it's the same team with the same GM. How can you be a success and do the right thing and also be a failure and do the wrong thing with the exact same team and the exact same moves? They literally brought back the entire team. How do you explain that? Well, you explain it by acknowledging that it's a faulty way of thinking. Just put together a good team. Let them roll out there. See what happens. And again, all the hemming and hawing and all the worrying and all the talk and all this nonsense and everything that build up to the 2021 season. The Packers are a joke. The Packers are a laughing stock. The Packers are the third best, maybe the fourth best in the division. The, uh, you know, the, the, we'll see what the Lions can do, but the Bears are just this powerhouse and now they got their quarterback. And now this is all media narrative and this is stuff that people buy into, not just their fans, but our fans and, and the rest of the NFL fans that listen to what these garbage media members say. The Vikings, they're, they're clearly going to be the better team. The Packers just don't quite have, yes, they do. You know why? Because the Packers are run the right way. They're built the right way. They have the better roster, better GM, better head coach. And when you have those things, more often than not, you're going to be the most successful team in the NFL. The Vikings are not built the right way. They don't make the right decisions, and you're seeing the fruits of that. The Bears are the same thing. Yes, they went out and got a quarterback, and even if Justin Fields was very good, guess what? It doesn't matter because they're a team that is rotting from the inside out, and it's painfully obvious how bad they are, and they have to completely gut this thing and rebuild it. And unfortunately for them, that's going to mean getting rid of guys like Akeem Hicks, guys like... um, like Allen Robinson. And you know what else it means? It means you're going to be real bad for another, at least another year. The Packers were able to turn it, turn it around in one year. Maybe you can do that, but there, there's probably, the reason why you're probably going to have one more bad year is because you're going to have a really bad salary cap. When you gut these guys, the problem is you're going to have some dead cap and it's going to be hard to rebound. Once you go through that one painful year, now your salary cap is such and hopefully, again, you've kind of ruined your ability to draft because you've given away, I think, several more first-round draft picks. I don't think you have first-round picks for the next two years. Could be wrong about that. But at least you've got a blank slate, and you can start drafting and start developing, and you can go out in free agency as the Packers did and get your own Zadarius and Preston and Amos and all these guys, assuming you can actually get hits. But you've got money now because you've cleared off the register. No more Allen Robinson weighing you down. You've got a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. Jimmy Graham is, is, should be long gone. There's really no reason to be paying all this money to Andy Dalton and Nick Foles, right? If you want to keep maybe, just really, don't keep, do what everybody else does and get an act, just get a, a, get your own Kurt Bankert. You don't need to be putting all this money in an Andy Dalton. You're not going to win anyways. What is the, what is the difference? No more Akeem Hicks. No more Robert Quinn. No more Danny Trevathan, right? Probably keep Khalil Mack for another year or two. I don't know exactly his salary cap situation, but the, he's not going to be a part of the winning team. That's that's what I know. Maybe on the tail end of it. I mean, maybe he'll catch the beginning of it on the tail end of his career. I don't know if he can turn it around quick enough, but that's what you got to do. And the longer you and the Vikings stay in denial, which by the way, I'm all for denial. It sounds like I'm I'm not mad. I'm I'm angry at how stupid you are, but I want you to keep making bad decisions. I do. I really want you to keep making bad decisions. When the Vikings Peg, and I, I even said this when they did it, when they when they went out and paid a bunch of money to Barr and when they gave Thielen a raise when he wasn't even asking for one. They're like, he's just underpaid. We're going to give him a ton of money. Like, okay. There's a part of me that's sad because I want you to be worse this year because I'm scared for the Packers for this year. But there's also a part of me that recognizes that this means you're going to be worse in the future. I've been saying that 
for a long time, and it's coming true. The reason, the biggest reason the Vikings are as bad as they are right now is because two years ago, you decided to pay a guy, and I looked at that situation, and I said, you know what, that sucks for us for this year, but in the future, it's going to be awesome watching you burn. And you know what, we're watching you burn right before our very eyes. And it's beautiful. We're watching the Viking ship out there at sea burning. And I know it can't be an easy thing to, to swallow your pride and say, you know what, we failed, it's time to burn this thing down. I don't want to have to walk up to my GM and fire him. I don't want to walk up to my head coach and fire them. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to have to face my fans and say, you know what, we failed and we're awful and we're going to have to just rebuild this thing. Because at the end of the day, too, if I'm an owner, I, I just I need the revenue coming in. And Vikings fans are still going to fill up that stadium so long as we can we have somewhat of a shot. But after this season, that's the biggest thing. And, and that's probably the biggest reason why this hasn't happened yet. And it's, it's too bad for Vikings fans because, again, it's not hard to see what needed to happen a long time ago. But it wasn't until it became painfully obvious, not that we're not going to be good, but it's painfully obvious that we're going to start losing butts in the seats. That's the problem. And now that we can't even get to 500, now it's becoming a problem. Now we're going to have to do something because now it's probably even more beneficial. If we, if we can gut this team and like go out and get a new flashy quarterback, guess what? Vikings fans are going to come flooding back and get that Justin Fields effect. We'll probably get the media all hyped up. They're going to be so good. Can you imagine young stud? What's his name with uh, Justin Jefferson? Oh my goodness, going to be the greatest team in history. Oh, and he's not even going to be as good as Kirk Cousins, et cetera, et cetera. We know that. But the point is, let's get the media all hyped up. Plus, we know that these guys, you know, the, the Adam Schefters are all in the back pocket of these, these owners anyways. So it's going to be real easy. It's probably why Justin Fields got so much hype. They probably just, you know, paid them off to be like, hey, I want you to hype this guy up for it because uh, it's going to make us money. But you got to do, you have to do what the Lions are doing. The Vikings and the Bears have to just suck it up and look at the Lions and say, that has to be us. We got to dump our quarterback. We got to dump everybody. I mean, every single wide receiver on the team, gone. Right? The running back we invested a second round pick in not very long ago, gone. Offensive line getting completely tore down, rebuilt. Defense just gutted. Gutted. Now, I don't know that that doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Gutting your team doesn't mean you're good now. Gutting your team just means you're awful now. And that's probably part of the, the, the concern that they have is if, well, if we cut them, now we're even worse. I know. Do you want to be mediocre? Or do you want to be a good team? If you want to be mediocre, you don't have to gut it. Just keep limping along. You'll you'll have a couple nine win seasons, a couple six win seasons, and you'll be able to limp. I mean, look at what the look at what Andy Dalton and the uh, the Bengals did for like a decade and a half. They limped along with seven to nine win seasons for a decade and a half. They got into the playoffs a couple times. If you want that, you can keep doing this forever. If you really want, if you actually want to win a Super Bowl, you have to do what the Lions are doing, and then you got to hire the right guys. You got to get the right coach. You got to get the right GM. You got to draft the right guys. You got to bring in the right free agents. It's a nearly impossible task, which again is why the Green Bay Packers should be more revered, first of all, by their own fans, secondly, by the media and everybody else, to look at what they did in one year and say, holy crap, that is that is ridiculous what they just did. But that'll never happen, so we'll leave that alone. But that's what you got to do. And I, I'm, I, again, as Packer fans, all we have to do is kick our feet up and go, what do you want to do? Because either way, we win. What, do you, what are you going to do? You want to gut this thing and be horrible? Can you imagine a division where the Lions are still the Lions and then the Bears and, and Vikings both gut themselves? And so the, the all three teams are basically the 2021 Lions? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Or, again, don't do that. Don't do that. That's also fine. Because as much as 
I don't like that you're a mediocre team that can maybe, you know, split games with us. You win one, we win one, and then we, we, we end up losing that game and that stinks. It's also nice to know that you're never going to be a real competitor. You'll be a seven-win team that beats us once. The Bears have been doing that basically my entire life. They are a garbage team that never accomplishes anything, very rarely ever gets into the playoffs, but they beat us once in a while. I can live with that forever. I will live with that for the rest of my life and be happy. In fact, you can take both. I don't want to give you both, especially if it's Bears and Vikings, because then we lose four, but I'll give you both if it means you're never going to be a competitor. We're going to win 12 games, dropping two to the Vikings. You're going to win seven games, two of those against the Packers. You think I'm going to cry about that? I'm not going to cry about that. Because at the end of the day, we go to the playoffs and you watch us in the playoffs from home. Why would I be mad about that? I don't care. So you pick. And that th- those, are your, those are your two options. Gut your team and get a lot worse and, and maybe you can rebuild it and become great or rebuild it and be horrible and, or rebuild it and go back to being mediocre. Those are also options. But it's the only path to being great. You can choose tear it down or stay mediocre. But, and, and by the way, staying mediocre with a gradual drop-off. And it'll start to level off because at some point you, you become so bad that you're not really paying guys, so you just let guys go, bring in new guys, and it kind of levels off, but it will continue to decline because the odds of you having a lot of superstars goes down a lot. Eventually the superstars get worse. You know, again, you got your running back. He's broken. You got a wide receiver. That's cool. I mean, eventually he's going to get old. And if you're relying primarily on free agency, the odds of you getting a free agent to come in and perform at that level, very low. Because teams generally don't let guys like that walk. Except in the case of a guy like Stephon Diggs, because <laughs> he just hated being a Minnesota Viking. Sometimes that kind of thing happens. But um, yeah, man, it just it, it just feels good. Because it's just, I'm just watching all these teams collapse around us. And it feels good because I sit here every day and I got to listen to everybody complain about the Green Bay Packers and they're doing things wrong and they're not doing it right. And it's like, okay, explain it to me because once again, here we are, the Green Bay Packers are at the top, just like every freaking year. Not the Vikings, not the Bears, not the Lions, not the Rams, not the 49ers, not the Seahawks, not the Saints, not the Panthers, not the Falcons, not uh, who else is, is popular. Um... Uh, AFC is just a bunch of garbage. Nobody likes the AFC. Those are all teams that... <laughs> I was just listing teams that the media seems to like. AFC is just... Gar- the, the Chiefs are 7-4. and four. The Chiefs are going the wrong direction. Why? Because they're not doing what the Packers do. They got, they got rid of a guy who's a really good drafting GM who built things, the, the team for what it is, and um, the media loves him because all you need is Pat Mahomes, right? It's just like everybody that keeps saying, well, you win because of Aaron Rodgers. No, that's not true. That's not true. It is true if you remove Aaron Rodgers from the situation, we get worse, just like every team in football. But that's not the point. The point is, we're not just winning because of Aaron Rodgers, just like the Chiefs aren't just winning because of Pat Mahomes. You want to know how I know? Because they still have Pat Mahomes and they're not as good anymore. Why? Because everything around Pat Mahomes also matters, Wow, what a weird theory that is that I just made up off the top of my head. Chiefs are seven and four right now. Seven and four. The Ravens are struggling. They're eight and three, but they're struggling. Uh, Tennessee is in kind of a slump. The, I mean, the Bills are seven and four. I mean, who who's the stud right now? Who's the biggest stud in football? And and it just it makes me so happy because nobody wants it to be the Packers. Because everybody wants to believe the Packers are doing it the wrong way. 
That's not how you do it. That's not how you build a team. They don't have an owner. They, they draft and develop. They don't do flashy stuff. They're not, they're, they're, this is not what we want, but it's what works. Even, even Packers fans, they're so mad because they don't do it the way everybody else does it. And here we are again, nine and three, nine and three. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, what, what else is there to say? There's one team ahead of us. That's it. One team ahead of us is the Arizona Cardinals, and we beat them this year. Once again, here we are on top like every other year. The Packers do do it the right way. They do do it the right way. Every year, still, and always, and forever. And again, I got to battle through all this garbage all day, every day. Constantly ripping on Gutekunst, constantly ripping on, every, you know, the, the, everything, Mark Murphy. The only reason we're in this position right now is because of Mark Murphy. But no, he's terrible. He's awful. Aaron Rodgers got his feelings hurt. They should all be fired. Burn the team to the ground. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're all wrong. Packer fans who said that, the Vikings fans who thought that they were going to be on top, the Bears fans who thought they were going to win the division, you're all wrong. Because you don't know what you're looking at and you don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry that Madden is not real life. I'm very sorry that you can't just go out and buy really good players and then they come in, they're really good, and then you win the Super Bowl. That's not how that works. 
I'm sorry that the Rams model of just give away the picks because picks aren't that valuable anyways. Free agents, just go out and get them. That's what you do. You don't need picks. You need Odell Beckham. You don't need picks. You need Von Miller. I'm sorry that that's not the model of success in the NFL, but it's not. And we should have learned that lesson a long time ago. And it's time for us to recognize that lesson. And it's time for us to start appreciating what the Packers do and how they do it and and just uh, be excited about it. Because everybody else is too stupid to just follow the Packers model. Great. We'll do it by ourselves. It's fine. We got this. We'll handle this. You do it your way. You guys are doing great. You're doing fantastic. Keep building. No, no, no. You're right, Bears. You're you're right, Chicago. You got this. You got a, You got that stud defense with Khalil Mack. All you need is a quarterback. That's all you need. Now what are we hearing? All, you, all we need is a new coach. Yeah, you got this, man. You got it figured out. You're probably right this time. You're right. You just need to. Yeah, it's Nagy. Yeah, fire Nagy, right? Scream that at him at his kid's football game. That'll fix it. Bunch of dorks. If only you'd fire Nagy, then you'd be this great Super Bowl champion. That's it. Now you got it. That's deep thinking for you. Again, Vikings fans at least kind of get it. Blow it up, rebuild it. And if you don't want to do that, and if you're just going to have your head coach be a fall guy, and then you're just going to bring in a new guy to run this mess, it's not going to fix it. You got to get rid of everybody. You got you to get rid of the dead weight. That defensive line you just assembled, that very expensive group of defensive linemen, they got to go. Time to move on. Time to build young, fresh new talent, and you're going to do it through the draft. And that means you got to go out and find somebody that knows how to draft. Somebody like Brian Gutekunst that actually has a few hits once in a while. They're not all hits. That's true. I'm sure there's Packer fans right now who would love to point out those misses because they don't recognize that there aren't enough good players in the draft to hit on all of them anyways. It's just not, because the vast majority of guys that come out in the draft don't end up being good football players. But we get enough, and when we don't, we go out in free agency and we get some guy that everybody thinks is going to be a bum, and they end up succeeding, because that's what a good GM does. And you know what? You know what? Next year, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the exact same thing. We do this every single year, and then the offseason's going to come. The odds are we're not going to win a Super Bowl. I hope we do, but I'm just looking at the odds. Odds are we're not going to win a Super Bowl, and you know what I'm going to hear? Brian Gutekunst is a joke. He's awful. He should be fired for what he did. I don't know exactly what he did, but I'm sure he did something. You guys will figure it out when the time comes. He's horrible. He's trash. Vikings fans are going to be laughing. Bears fans are going to be laughing. Everybody's going to be so mad. Off-season drama. Media is going to be circling around. Rodgers should leave. This is a disaster. He deserves to go somewhere better. Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to circle right back around next year. Rodgers will probably be here. And we're going to hear all about how the Vikings are going to be better and the Bears are going to be better and the Lions are going to take a step. And can the, can the Packers sustain success? Probably not because they're just going to be so bad because of because some new reason. <sighs> and I'm going to be able to just say, nope, that's not true. And then brag about being a genius by simply pointing out very obvious things. And that's fine with me. That's completely fine. It's like I'm, I'm watching a drawing of the lottery that is recorded from yesterday, and I'm calling out the numbers, and the person next to me is just astonished that I'm able to do it. And I keep trying to tell him, no, dude, it's because I've seen this before. I know what's going to happen because this has happened before, and I know how this goes. This is a rerun. I've seen this. That's amazing. How did you know? I don't think, no, I don't think it's going to be a 10. No, I'm telling you it's going to be a 10. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, it is, though. I don't think so. And then it's a 10. Whoa, how did you do it? Because, because this happened, because this happened already. <laughs> good Lord. <sighs> it feels good, man. It really feels good. It's a vindication. The Bears are broken. The Vikings are broken. The Lions are broken. It's over. It's done. The Packers are all that's left. They're on top of everything. And everybody is an idiot. 
and it just feels good. It feels so good. It's 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 almost like, you know, when when, when if the Packers were to beat the Vikings and you just get to dunk real hard on the Vikings, it's kind of like that. Except I'm on a giant pile of everybody. I just, I, I, I just called everybody to them. Who's everybody? Literally everybody. Everybody. Giants fans, come on over. Lay on this pile. I'm going to step on your face, and I'm just going to raise my fist and declare victory over everybody because everybody's stupid. <laughs> I just, what, what specifically are you talking about? Everything. You name it. Every stupid thing that has been said this offseason, through the season, all the nonsense since last year and the year before that and the year before that. Just come here, get in line, lay on the pile, and just deal with the shame. Because like I said, this football stuff isn't that hard. Could I be a GM? No. But I can sit here and watch teams do really stupid things and say that they're really stupid. That part is real easy. And for some reason, there are the majority of GMs and owners that just can't do that one simple job. I don't know the right thing to do, but I know what the wrong thing is. (sighs) <sighs> and the Seahawks won. Look at that. 49ers, the other darling of the media. Come on, get on the pile there, Garoppolo. Where are all my Sh- Shanahan sycophants? Come on, lay on the pile. Everybody that's been just just loving on the 49ers, they're so good. Greatest coach, blah, 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 blah. Had somebody send me something, I don't remember what it was, some kind of formula that shows Shanahan's great. Wonderful. Thanks for the formula. Get on the pile, please. You know, if you got a formula that shows me why a head coach of a team that cannot have a winning season ever is somehow better than the head coach that has had a back-to-back 13-3 and three seasons and is on pace for another one, that the, the, the guy who can't ever win games is better than the guy who can, I think the formula might be a little messed up. Maybe you should tweak a couple of those, a couple of those X's and Y's in there, man. I, th- I think your Y's upside down or something. I don't know what you're doing. Invert the variable... Uh, denominators in your sequential sequence there, Captain. Oh, you think I sound stupid? You just said Shanahan was a good coach, so I'm fine inverting my whys, all right? Maybe you figure out how to do math. Saints fans that laughed week one, get on the pile. Every Vikings fan, Florio, come on now. Lions fans probably didn't do anything wrong, didn't expect much, but why don't you just go ahead and get on the... You know why. You you know. Come on, one-win franchise, let's go. Tell me I can't dig up some golf is going to turn this thing around tweets. Let's go. On the pile. Bears fans, the entire city of Chicago. Come on. You sh- why don't you go ahead and everybody get up and let the Bears get on the bottom of the pile, please? Because you guys are just the worst. Way off, Justin Field. You still haven't given up on Justin Field, which is fine. I guess you shouldn't give up on him. But just understand, you're going to end up back on the pile again. We're going to do this next year. And you're going to get extra kicked while you're on the pile because of all the Justin Fields tweets. Falcons refusing to tear down. Again, how many times have I said this? The Falcons and the Packers. (laughs) Oh boy. The Falcons and the Packers were the exact same team for a long time, right? Really good offense, really bad defense. They they, They basically peaked at the same time and they crashed at the same time. The Packers and Falcons took exactly divergent paths. The Packers broke down, rebuilt, and they're right back on track in one year. The Falcons have continued on the same path. They've refused to tear down. They've continued down that path and look at them. We could be where the Falcons are. We could have been the Falcons over the last several years had we chosen to just stay the course. Y'all need to just get on the pile. Jaguars fans with your stupid quarterback, get on the pile. Rams fans, remember with your stupid all-in tweet? We're all in. I'm going to use a tweet from a movie where the dude loses, and then we're going to not win a game since we do that. 
Until we win 37-7 over the Jaguars and maybe feel good about it. You guys suck. Get on the pile. Raiders, your entire team's in prison, which I guess is... You don't have to be in the pile for that. That's kind of just your brand. I think you're good. You are bad, though. I don't know. I guess I don't care what you do. Baltimore Ravens lost to Pittsburgh. I mean, come on. Pittsburgh has hung on to Ben Roethlisberger for five years too long. Seattle, just garbage GM for five, six, however many years. Completely wasting your quarterback's life. Come on down. Come on down. And if you are a Packer fan that appreciates this team, that loves being a Packer fan, that loves the way we do business because business is good, not saying you agree with every decision, but simply respect what we've done, are grateful for what we have, come on and take your rightful place on top of the pile. Despite the struggles, despite all the things we've been through, despite all the injuries, the Packers remain at the top because the Packers are built the right way. And just because, you know, the, the media is not going to give any respect, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that we are the best team in football. It doesn't change the fact that we do have the best GM in football. Not only acquiring talent through the draft about as, as good or better than any other GM, acquiring people through free agency about as good or better than any GM that does that, but also building up depth. So when our star running back goes down, we bring in a guy that's even better. When our offensive line gets decimated, our quarterback goes an entire game without hardly being touched. When our star premier corner goes down, we draft a guy and then bring in some no-name guy, Razul Douglas, and we just hold it down. Our head coach hires a defensive coordinator that is mocked and ridiculed by everybody around the league, but he stands by his conviction knowing that everybody's going to hate the pick, and you know what? It was a great pick. Our wide receivers go down, our tight ends go down, and again and again and again we have people in place to stand up, take their place, and win football games. Now, I do think Brian Gutekunst goes above and beyond. But at the end of the day, the reason the Packers are so much better than a lot of these teams is because they just hold and adhere to principles that work. And so there's 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 a couple things at work here. There, there's the baseline of just do the right thing, which is what the Packers do. There's the fact that the vast majority of teams don't do that for whatever stupid reason. And then there's the fact that Brian Gutekunst is above and beyond better than a lot of these GM. Everybody has to draft. Not only do the Packers appreciate the draft and not give away all their picks and actually accumulate some picks, but they draft well. Everybody utilizes free agency, but we go out and find the right guys. We don't waste a bunch of money on flashy names that don't produce. We go out and find no-name guys for almost no money, and they produce. And the bottom line is, as long as they do that, we can feel comfortable with the team we have. They're going to work it out. They're going to make it work. And Vikings fans and Bears fans and Florio and 49ers fans and all these media guys, they can talk all the trash they want. And they can make up all the nonsense they want. It's just going to make them look stupid because you're betting on the wrong horse. You keep saying that this team that I don't like keeps doing the wrong thing, except for the fact that they keep doing the right thing. And as a result, they're going to keep winning. And rather than just changing your mind and saying, you know what, maybe they are building things the right way. Maybe their old ways are good ways. Maybe not everything new is better. Maybe. Just keep betting against the Packers and you just keep losing. That's fine because I'll be here to just pick up the pieces. You're just, you're just flinging money out of your pocket, and I'm just walking behind you picking it up. It's the easiest money I ever made. It is. It's easy money. You say something stupid, I say, no, probably not, and I'm right. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Being a Packer fan is easy. All you got to do is collect receipts. That's it. Just collect them. They're, they're, they're out there everywhere because dunking on the Packers, supposedly, is, uh, is everybody's favorite pastime. Great. I'm just going to stand here and laugh at you. 
<sighs> Anyways, um, that was fun. That felt good. This really did feel like a, a big week while the Packers were out. It really just felt like the 49ers are broken. We learned the Seahawks are completely broken. Baltimore lost. The Bears are just, they're done, toast, useless. The Vikings are broken. The Lions are still the Lions. What a great week. What a just great week. And again, I'm, I, I have my reservations about New England and Buffalo, uh, which are facing off against each other on Monday. So that's going to be interesting. But they're AFC. Who in the NFC is, am I most worried about? I don't know. Maybe Tampa Bay and pick six Brady, but I'm not sure. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.